Welcome back to Kind of Funny Star Wars Ahsoka Breakdown. And welcome back to me because I missed last week and I can't believe out of all the weeks to miss of this show. Damn it, it was, Tim. It was that one, but y'all hey, held down everyone, the fort. Welcome back to Tim. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. I appreciate the respect. Okay. Finally, somebody. <laughs> Finally, uh, a and good Tim. I'm not just Tim. directing yes. that to you as in like, welcome back to you, Tim. I'm welcoming mm-hmm. the audience back to the Tim experience. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Welcome to the show and welcome to Tim. Exactly. Yes. Welcome to mm-hmm. Tim, everybody. Uh, and also welcome to the saddest boy I know, Barrett Courtney. Tim. I usually start off whenever we review a Star War in the episodic variety uh, with a quote from the episode that we're reviewing. Uh, that could be a quote that I feel like uh, encapsulates the, the bigger theme of the episode, just a quote I really like, or a silly quote, and I couldn't decide. I had three quotes, and I couldn't decide on one, so I'm just going to read them back to back. Oh. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away, what was first Not just familiar. a dream has become a frightening reality for those who may oppose us. And my favorite, I think, of the three, I knew I could count on you. Goddamn what an episode. I can't wait to talk about it. Too. Hell yes. And welcome to the one and only Anthony Carboni. I just, I, it was a lovely episode, but I did sit back going, what a week for Barrett Courtney's everywhere. <laughs> We're here, I, y'all. I told her the exact same thing. I was like, the last couple of weeks, every time I'm watching this show, every five minutes, I'm like, I can't, somewhere out there, Barrett is freaking the hell out. What uh, a week for Barrett Courtney's everywhere. And our predictions for last week were so, so conservative compared to what we got this week. I'm so happy for you. I'm so happy for you. Oh man, I'm I'm eating, you know. Like we've got we're we're getting the follow-up to Rebels five and a half years later. Uh, you know, I'm getting a new Blink 182 record next month. We've got Spider-Man 2 coming out, Persona 3 reloads coming out the day before my birthday next year. I'm just I'm living my best life. It's a good right Barrett now. time. Uh, but I would also like to welcome you to Sage Ryan. Welcome to me as well. Welcome to Tim. (laughs) Welcome to me, everybody. Uh, How are we all feeling post uh, the reveal of blue Elon Musk? Good. Yeah, I love it. (laughs) I personally love it. He looks like he should look. You take the dumb cartoon guy, you make him a dumb real guy. He looks dumb. I love it. Yeah, his hair is the only thing that's really throwing me off. It's that it's with the like hair's throwing weird. you off. The, the, the hair is weird in live action, but then it's uh, yeah, it's throwing me off. Uh, and then it's something about the live action depiction of the blue with the red eyes specifically. Like his his eyes are hard to look at, and I don't know if that's mm. weird oh, yeah. shit on my end of just like being able to process colors or something. But yeah, it, no, it's, they are. No, you're yeah. right. Yeah. I think it's um, I think it's very interesting because they didn't go for like a traditional primary red. The red actually has a lot of magenta in it. Mm. Uh, It's very odd. The eyes, though, they should be unsettling. So I think that that is like a successful aspect of it. Uh, I don't know if I'm with it on how much he looks like Elon Musk. I don't know if I'm there with you guys. Uh, It's weird. It's weird. Yeah, yeah, it's weird because he. Here's my problem with it: is um, when I'm watching media, I'm team like bad guys should be bad. I don't have to agree with the bad guy. They don't have to have any sort of redeeming qualities to them. They're bad guys. Uh, but this is also my escapism. Uh, and I would love to not think of the evil overlords of my own world whilst watching Ahsoka Tano. I think um, it's just the hairline. I, I really do hairline, think it's just the it's hairline. It's like a hair piece. So yeah. I don't know why they would choose to place it there. I mean, my, my well, only problem is I, we don't have, like, definitive looks at, like, the lips and teeth of the whole situation. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, that's – I'm hoping next week we might get a little uh, little diaper deep 
Diaper Dive? Deeper Dive. <laughs> it's all of that. A little of that diaper uh, Dive. Tim's got diapers on the mind. Um, I, 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 I wonder if it's less Bane. of like... You almost made me do a spit take. Uh, you want that Cad Bane close Yeah, dude. Yeah. I want to get you in there. See yeah. You want to see what that mouth do? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I, I I do wonder if the the Elon Muskism of like his visual is just kind of a happenstance. I, I I wouldn't be surprised if that was less of like. I think so. Yeah, and it's just it happens to be what Mickelson looks like, and them trying to translate him to you know what his yeah. uh, what his character counterpart is. Conscious thing. Yeah, I don't think, I don't so think either, they went for it. Yeah, I, I also think that the is only, completely a coincidence. Yeah. The only thing that bugged me out about it was uh, I'm just used to Thrawn being. Uh, depicted as so like barrel chested um mm. you know like thrawn's always in like shape yeah. yeah um and it was just kind of weird to see like lars was just like yeah man i'll show up yeah yeah it, it was, was a little it was a little it's been a bunch of years yeah, all right it it's been a, been a decade it's been a decade and he's been isolated okay yeah you That's think he true. would still be training you know yeah i just uh th Here's what I'll say. We'll get into the actual episode. I don't think that Thrawn was as intimidating as I would have loved, but he did make oh. me deeply uncomfortable. Um, so he had moments of real intimidation for me. Yeah. There were mo yeah. because I think he's in a position right now in this episode where he doesn't have to be that intimidating. I agree. Um, he's surrounded by allies and stuff, but the 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 moments where you could tell that things were not going exactly the way he wanted. Uh -huh. He got that he got real, real thrawn about it. And yes. I was like, okay, yeah. all right. He's pulling it back a little bit, but we're going to start seeing more and more of it as things start unraveling, I think. Yes. Mm -hmm. And we're going to talk about it each and every week right here on the Kind of Funny screencast. Of course, you could watch on youtube.com slash kind of funny or roosterteeth.com. If you want to listen as a podcast, search your favorite podcast service for Kind of Funny screencast, and we will be right there for you for the next couple of weeks. We only got two more of these, baby. I know. Right? Ooh, yeah. And then Loki starts I'm, up, though. So a lot of fun. I'm to still on board. I'm still on board with the pacing. They're oh, doing a great yeah. job. Oh, yeah. yeah. I think they're doing oh, yeah. a really good yeah. job. Um, and of course, you can go above and beyond by going to patreon.com slash kind of funny to get the show ad free uh, and to get a whole bunch of bonus content. You can go to there. You can also be a Patreon producer like Nathan Lamoth, Jedi Master Deadpool, Casey Andrew, and James Hastings. Today, we're brought to you by BetterHelp, but we'll tell you all about that later. Sage, I want to start with you. Overall, what did you think of this episode of Ahsoka? Far, far uh, away. Still absolutely loving it. I think it was a wonderful episode. I think that, uh, like, Anthony was saying we were making a lot of predictions last week and we definitely like undersold what this episode was going to be. Uh, the fact that we got Ezra and Thrawn in the same episode was so surprising. And I kept stopping to take notes of little predictions throughout the episode. And I want you to know every single one of them was wrong. Every <laughs> fucking one of them. Like just by myself, I was just sitting here being like, okay, I'm 30 minutes in and this is what I think is about to happen. Absolutely every one of them was wrong, which is really, really cool. I loved that I couldn't predict most of it. Um, I really felt like it was a well-paced Paced and interesting episode. Uh, I think it's very, very cool to reveal Thrawn, and it makes me very happy that we're going to get some time with Thrawn in this. I'm glad that we will then have three episodes, theoretically, of Thrawn. Like I said, I was a little disappointed by wanting him to be a little more intimidating. This, like, first reveal of live-action Thrawn, I wanted to, like, send chills up my spine, like the idea of Thrawn does, and, like, when I think about the Thrawn books, the, you know, animated Thrawn does for me. Um, I think I am expecting... Thrawn that has not, you know, been exiled for all of these years. So it also makes sense and I can justify mm -hmm. that. But I would have loved um, the 
impactfulness of the first appearance of Thrawn mm. to be stronger and scarier. Uh, and I was like so prepared to be scared. And then I was like, ah, yeah, okay, well, yeah, Thrawn. Hell yeah, I'm glad Thrawn's here. It's like, I love <laughs> it as a Star Wars fan. Um, but when I remove and I take off my big Star Wars fan hat, it's a huge hat. It's ridiculous. It's like 10 gallon hat. <laughs> it exceeds it. It's Doug Dimmodome style. Yep. Um, then I'm kind of like, oh, okay, well. He's a guy. An older blue guy. He's yeah. blue. Yeah, All he's right. blue. Um, and that's kind of it for me. But uh, I think there is plenty of room for him to still fulfill that like big, scary um, Thrawn legacy uh, in the next couple of episodes. Carboni, what about you? Oh, you know, I loved this so much. It had everything I like in a Star War. Did we meet a new species of adorables? Yes, yeah. we did. did. Did we meet a bunch of little freaks last night? Yes, we did. Yes, yeah, we, we did. did. Did we have, do we have another animal best friend for somebody? Yes, we do. Uh, did we get Thrawn? Uh -oh. Uh -oh. was not, like you're saying, Maybe we wanted a little more menace from Thrawn because this, hey, this is the first time we're seeing Thrawn in live action. I want, mm -hmm. I want Thrawn. Let me tell you something. His army of potentially zombie ass fucking night troopers was cool enough for me. Enoch, the leader of his night troopers. Sounding like, like Soundwave from Transformers. Oh, yeah, dude. And with the, with the, the Greek and roman style just like yeah. like statue parts and it was very good i love the night sisters so i love that we have like more lore from them mm -hmm. and i gotta tell you imanis fonti perfect ezra yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Perfect ezra. He oh he's god. I don't know if that's his natural voice. I know he's been in a few things over the last couple of years, but he sounds like Taylor. Yeah. It was like, like 10 years it was later. Weird. It was it was yeah, it was a lot. He sounds exactly like Taylor, and it just, it was so good, Lat. It was so good. Tim, how, I mean, like, how did you all feel? Uh, yeah, Bear, what, let's start with you. I mean, this was, yeah, like you've been saying, Carboni said, like, I, I've been eating this entire fucking series, and last week, <laughs> and this week especially, just like, so many moments. I, I thought this was a, a, a great episode overall. Uh, like uh, Sage was saying of like the, the, the pacing throughout. Uh, we got a little bit of different tones uh, throughout this uh, episode that all felt very Star Wars. Uh, like I've been saying for like the last like for the entire series so far, like the first three episodes kind of have that like Phantom Menace, uh, New Hope vibe. The last two episodes uh, had a little bit more like Empire Strikes Back a little bit. And then I was interested of like, well, this isn't going to be the end of the story. This isn't going to be like the the wrapping up of what they're building up towards here. So what are they going to do for these last three episodes? Are they going to try to make it feel like a Return of the Jedi a little bit? What are they going to do? And I, I love that we got a mix of a lot of things, especially because we didn't really get an update for, for Sabine uh, mm -hmm. last week. Uh, we get to kind of like feel like her Empire Strike Back's uh, moments here where she's making a deal with the devil and uh, kind of going through those motions and dealing with that uh, within herself and then also coming to terms with that of like, next week she's going to have to have that conversation with Ezra of like what it cost for her to get there, right? Uh, and so oh. I love that. But then I, I also love that we get, you know, 
goofy little Star Wars Rebels-esque moments where she's mad at her dog wolf pig friend. And she's uh -huh. like, no, go that way. And then he like sadly walks away and then he chases after her a little bit. And then they become friends. Like that feels so much like Ezra like uh, befriending like the, the loaf cats and stuff like that. Uh -huh. um, and then you get the... Uh, I, I love the setup at the very beginning, too, with Ahsoka and uh, Huyang. Um, and then just the the absolute payoff for uh, not just Thrawn, who I, I will agree, like, physically intimidating. I, I, I'm not quite there, but I, I do think that the performance and the writing uh, made up for it. There are a couple <clears throat> moments, especially when Morgan's like, oh, we need to send, like, squadrons after them and all this stuff. And Thrawn goes into that classic Thrawn kind of thing of, like, you got to see the bigger picture and like the fucking algorithm or whatever that like the, the thing that's going on is in his head of like all of these moving parts of what he needs to accomplish to get his goal, uh, which is always the priority. Right. And then the payoff for, you know, this big question we've been debating on is Ezra still alive? Uh, I, I believe it was like in episode one Carboni, um, you were like, maybe a little doubtful of it if Ezra was going to yeah. be still around. Cause like he predicted no Ezra. Yeah. I thought we weren't going to see Ezra in this series, especially cause I agree with you a little bit of like his performance in like the hologram thing did feel a little bit of like, all right, we need, we need to just kind of put a body here and someone to say these things. So let's mm -hmm. just put him in here. And so uh, to get the payoff and to have him s fucking fit the role so well, even with his like two minute scene, it, 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 he, he sold it very well. Um, yeah. The, the line that I, I said at the beginning of the episode, I knew I could count on you, especially with the slow pan, like right as the slow pan started on Sabine, I knew it was going to happen and I was not emotionally prepared. Cause I think in the back of my mind, I've been just like, he's dead. Just like, accept it, move on. And yeah. to finally get the moment where it's like, it's been five and a half years since Ezra and, uh, and Thrawn have, you know, went off on their adventure with the space whales at the end of uh, star Wars rebels, uh, which I think, uh, that episode was like March, 2018. And to get that moment, I was not prepared for how hard I cried last night uh, for <laughs> oh. the return of of Ezra and what that meant to Sabine and what that meant to him. The 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 line of I knew I could count on you because that was such a big like thing for Sabine at the end of Rebels of like Sabine, I'm counting on you. And she doesn't know yeah. quite what that means um, just to see that reunion as, of those characters. But then in live action with these new performers taking on these roles, it just it meant a lot to me, and I was, I'm was i surprised that I got this episode a week after last week's episode. You know, I, I felt yeah, like yeah. I was getting a little bit more convinced uh, getting closer to this episode of like, yeah, Sage and Carboni are probably right. This is probably going to be more of a slow build. And the fact that we got all of this last night, I'm just I'm yeah. over the moon. Yeah, I, I loved it, man. I've been loving it. Last week's episode was fantastic. Before that was fantastic. This was fantastic. This, uh, I just think, is the most consistent show that we've had so far uh, of the more uh fun side uh, of yeah. the whole star wars um stuff can't be star wars and i just love it i feel like they're just crushing what they're going for here and the the balance between hey you know there's a lot of homework you had to do uh to understand all this stuff they're making it worth it though yes and uh watching rebels was so worth it because it stands alone it's a great show but i feel mm -hmm. like this is picking up all the pieces perfectly to to move it forward in a way that uh, kind of catches everybody up to speed on like where we're at going forward with uh, the Star Wars story. But I specifically love the bad guys losing, right? Like Vader, like turn back to Anakin, that whole thing, Death Star exploded, blah, blah, blah. 
and now they're turning to dark magic to solve their problems and mm. i feel like mando didn't do the best job of fully getting there they hinted at it a little bit and they're building out the universe but i do mm -hmm, think mm -hmm. that it's getting easier and easier to now look back on the last couple projects and see all the little things that they seeded, whether or not they knew at the time we were going to get there. Mm -hmm. I think that the way that they're going back and connecting the dots, even having the main uh, uh, witch that we're with in this Morgan. season, uh, what's her mm -hmm. name? Morgan. Morgan being from Mando season two, connecting with Ahsoka in that way, all of that. It's like, I just feel like they're doing a great job of connecting the dots that they, that they uh, have put out there the last couple seasons of these shows um but the idea that the the witches are so ingrained in this plan and mm -hmm. that it, this dark magic is being used the amount of cloning conversations going on the amount of potential armies of undead troopers that uh thrawn has now like that yeah. really does start to set the <laughs> seeds for what we see with Palpatine. And, mm. you know, somehow Palpatine feels like returned. it's justifying Palpatine stuff. And, and yeah, as we're moving up to, like, how does Exegol work? Exactly. Because Exegol did not make a lot of sense to us. And in the, the same time. way, we've said this a whole bunch, but in the same way that Filoni really tried to use these shows to, like, fix the problems uh, or fill in the gaps of the prequels, we're clearly trying to do that now for the sequels, but I think yeah. that with Ahsoka, we're actually getting there. And yeah. we're, I, it's not just flirting with it anymore. It's like, oh, we're, we're full on dealing with it. And this whole heir to the empire situation, I think is going to set that stuff up perfectly. Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like I'm highest on Thrawn in this compared to you guys. Sure. The, like looks no, aside. I want to say I'm still extremely high on Thrawn. It was mm -hmm. just, it was just physically. I was surprised kind of in the same way that I was surprised by Cad Bane, where I was like, I have to acclimate to what this looks like in yeah. real life. Yeah. I just but, think I that mean, content wise. Cool Cad Bane. Yeah. I, I, I just like, because it's Lars, like it's going to be right. Cause it's Lars. Yeah. yeah. You know, uh, and my thing is Dave I didn't love him for Lars. Lars. Like Ron yeah. and Rebels, I was like, I, I was still waiting for him to like kind of like get there, blow you away, you know. Yeah. And so I feel like this is in line with that in a way where I'm like, oh, we're getting there. Like I, I have mm -hmm. full faith we're gonna get there. But the line that he, that he has towards the end of like destroy it with prejudice, yeah, is like <laughs> well, after spending an entire episode of him kind of being a little bit more like forty chess like in your head, and then it just ends with like, nah, fuck that brute yeah. force oh. and the worst type of brute force. Yeah, get the fact th that one line where he where you see him turn where where it's like oh. The, the the night sisters are like yeah there's a powerful jedi coming uh with a purgle and, and he's like oh it's, it's soka oh what an unwelcome surprise and yeah. you're just like you see him turn and he's just like i will murder everyone yeah. do you think i will not murder everyone <laughs> here yeah uh but I, then, I think the yeah, was really good last thing i want to say uh, uh before we get to the ads and then get into our thoughts is um ezra was just awesome like you actually yeah. what y'all said like i I feel like some of the characters in the show I've really loved. Like Sabine's like my favorite character in the mm -hmm. show. I really, really like her story. I like following her as kind of like the lead of this in a, yeah. in a weird way. Because um, these shows can't actually be called who they're about. That's the rule of Star mm -hmm. Wars at this point. Right. <laughs> um, but I love Sabine. But like Sabine at moments, and I feel like this episode really feels like she did in Rebels. But there's a lot of things about her where it kind of feels like a, a reformation of the character. It's been mm -hmm. many years. She is kind of different. 
seeing Ezra though, I'm like, that's Ezra. Yeah. Like that's that's yeah. the boy. That is Ezra. And it's like you see Hera and it's like, it's Hera, but it's it's Mary Elizabeth Winstead. Like, yeah. But I feel yeah. like seeing Ezra, I was like, oh shit, we're doing yeah. something yeah. here. That hit. Yeah. His eyes yeah. are so blue. They're so impossibly so blue. blue. <laughs> that those contacts are doing work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so beautiful. He's so uh, pretty. He's so beautiful <laughs> that as soon as he walks out of that building, I was like, honestly, uh, I've really been questioning a lot of Sabine's uh choices in this. I get it. I get it now. I get it. All right, we're going to keep talking about that after a quick word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. I can't even count the amount of nights I lose sleep because I just can't stop thinking and my brain just won't stop talking. It turns out one great way to make those racing thoughts go away is to talk them through. Therapy gives you a place to do that so you can get out of your negative thought cycles and find some mental and emotional peace and it can give you the tools to find more balance in your life. Some of my best friends use BetterHelp and love how helpful it can be for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. You just fill out a brief questionnaire, you get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. You can find more balance with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash kindoffunny. Betterhelp.com slash kindoffunny. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Is Ezra going to be the Jedi Master for Kanan Jars' child, Jason Jar? Oh, I oh. hope so. I, I hope so. so bad. I need I tell, there are a few things. There were a few things that I thought about character interactions and where we're going during this mm-hmm. episode. Um, and the biggest one that popped out was like, I knew we were going to see, I knew we were going to see Ezra this episode because somebody had, I, I saw some random tweet that was trying to be oblique about something. So I saw it and I was okay uh. with it. But so I was thinking about Ezra, but then also when Sabine goes out and fights those bandits, the first mm-hmm. thing I fought during, I thought during that fight is, Oh my God, when Filoni's Mando movie happens and Din Djarin sees Sabine Wren for the first time and sees a Jedi Mandalorian, <laughs> that is going to be a wild moment. Oh yeah. yeah. That is going to be an absolutely buck wild moment when they're all fighting alongside each other. Yeah. And it's yeah. inevitable. Like it's going to happen. And <laughs> they're yeah. setting it up here, man. It's yeah, she's going to look at Grogu and be like, you shit. You're not special. <laughs> <laughs> we can all do the flippy things. Are you doing we the flippy? All do we all, yeah. Flippy's like the first thing they teach you. Go eat your <laughs> fish we, eggs, you little weirdo. You little yeah. creep. But we do learn that the first thing that people are actually taught is the history of the galaxy part one, two, and three. Part, part one, yeah. one is the best. <laughs> These motherfuckers are so to get the fuck out of here. We got we to gotta unpack this because mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of people unpacking this joke and getting different meanings out of it i think that's a lot the of point, people are though. saying feloni is saying that uh, uh a new hope is the best right mm. and because some people, people are thinking think- episode one 
Yeah, because they're thinking about one, two, and three. And I'm like, no, if you're thinking no, one, two, four, and three, it's and three trilogies. Yeah. 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 So he's all about the prequels. Is he talking about? And he's talking, you think about, the he's talking prequels. about the prequels. Oh, he yeah. did 20 years of work on yeah. the prequels. Yeah. He loves, he loves the prequels. There is. But it, it, it's it. also, it, it's one of those interesting. The great thing about, uh, mm. sorry, I was going to say, the great thing about that as a joke, though, is it doesn't matter who you are, you yeah. think he's agreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People yeah. who are original trilogy fans are going, see, he's, he's saying what I'm saying. Yeah. The original's yeah. the best. And then prequel fans are going, he's saying the prequels are the best, and he's right. And that's the gag. genius of the, the, of the joke, and it's just more Love of it. just like a, a little tongue-in-cheek kind of uh, what the fandoms discuss all the goddamn time, which yeah. I, I, yeah. I adored. Um, I would like to get into the philosophical debate of Sabine Wren and her choices at this time, if we may. Oh, we yeah, may. hold on. We may. Just, I'll just because again, this one choice is the big. is the and thing wait. that leads to the entire sequel trilogy. So, so this is pretty freaking big, and. Uh, in her interaction with Ezra, I think it really like hit me in the face with it when he said, it did work, right? Yeah. He doesn't even because know, man. He doesn't know that like, yeah, it did you and like being part of Thrawn being banished here, but like to let you out, she's letting him out. And I mean, right. also let's just talk about the fact that Ezra not only doesn't know that, Ezra mm -hmm. doesn't know about a lot of things that happened. He doesn't know about two Death Stars. Yeah. Yeah. The last seven years were pretty big. Yeah, a lot of Death Stars happened. Yeah. yeah. A lot so, happened. A lot of ruin and horrible things happened. But the thing that he was specifically trying to accomplish and that, like, did it work? It did to some extent. But, yeah. like, it just feels so messed up that he would not have chosen what Sabine they're, has chosen for him. And you they're know in for a, a tough discussion next week. I, I don't Sabine, know how we come back from that. I know we have Sabine to. Sabine like, pushing damn. it off mm -hmm. uh, made a lot of sense because, man. She I, knows it wasn't I hate the right say, choice. I, I hate to say star-lording, but mm -hmm. Sabine's kind of been star-lording. She's star-lording yeah, a little bit. That's I agree. Fair. I think that she is a little bit. And I wish that we had just seen this would all be justified by an more resistance from Sabine. My thing is, and I've been saying this for the last couple of weeks, this is so consistent with her character in Rebels. This is who yeah. she is. She acts this way. She trusts the system, but then she will go against it the second she gets a chance when it's about her friends or things she cares about. Yep. And I keep saying, like, oh, man, like she knows what she's doing, her getting captured. The amount of scenes of her being captured, looking around and stuff, I'm like, where's Event? If she doesn't end up at Event by the end at this point, I think she <laughs> probably won't. But if I don't see her at Event in this show, I'm going to be and so, so, so many goddamn events. The original working title for this series snips and vents yes yeah. but i, I, I did love I the scene of her hope for that i know at this point i don't either but i, I do think that even without her physically being in the vent i do think that they like were giving me what i was looking for of having her be yeah. there her trying to use the force to get out what an amazing cut of her the, the shaking and everything and it ends up just yeah. being this freaking star destroyer going over them yeah that was awesome yeah because that at this awesome. point, we've now seen her maybe use the force, but probably I'm now convinced even more than I was a couple of weeks ago that like she's not. Yeah. It is just yeah. like she's attempting to, and it's not doing anything. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, uh, that uh, that star destroyer, by the way, were you were you excited, Barrett, to see the Chimera? That's the Chimera, right? I believe so. That's the was that's that Thrawn's ship. 
Yeah, and uh, it, it was that, um, I noticed it's the one that they, uh, you know, uh, at the end of Rebels where they get yep. shot off in, because uh, you see a little bit of, like, you know, uh, the Purgle had kind of, like, wrapped around uh, the, the Star Destroyer, so you see a little bit still of that uh, destruction. Was the markings on the bottom, were that, was that always part of the Chimera? I, 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 yeah, so okay. he's he's got that, he's got the insignia that was, like, part of the... Uh, the Maroxa clan okay. or whatever it was where, where mm -hmm. that's where the ship gets its name is it's got like the three headed thing okay. on the bottom. So that was always a, that was always a part of it. But yeah, yeah. that, that um, was definitely a, like a moment, especially seeing like parts of it where it was clearly more like messed up in certain places than others. Uh, and then it's got a big old gash taken out of it still. Yeah. And I, I honestly, the, the, the best thing about it, the funniest thing, is when it docks on top of the uh, the the tower where they're standing on here, um, or on like the rune. Yeah, right here. It looks like someone uh, putting their uh, finger in like a little butthole, a little star wow. yeah. butthole. That's right. Wow, wow, wow. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, That's what they we were go. going for. That's the butthole of space. Uh, but there's also, something sexual about it. I wrote down in my notes. There's Ron's something butthole. sexual about this shot in particular. And yeah. Just, yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. 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 When, I, when we're talking about this imprisonment scene, though, the other thing I want to talk about is I want to talk about our okay. I want to Thanks, talk Kevin. about uh, I want to talk about Balin and Shin. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, we're one prediction that I still feel confident about is that Shin is not fully invested. Shin is just an apprentice that has only ever known Balin, mm. and is starting to question a lot of things. Yes, it's good I stuff, y'all. I think it's very interesting because my opinion on her was that like she's gonna go full fucking Sith and like he's not going to be evil enough for her essentially mm -hmm. because of the power that she wants. But I'm starting to see that waver a little bit. I'm starting to see her be like, I mean, the question's like, do you miss the order? Do you yeah. ever miss the Jedi order? Yeah. And like, okay, were these people taught like me? And like trying to figure out what other people had access to that she hasn't and like mm -hmm. where she fits into all of it is very interesting. And her, vi her visual doubts as well, like in the the moments where she kind of puts together when Thrawn, like Thrawn lets Sabine go and Sabine goes uh, out into the, uh, the wild there. And Thrawn's like, all right, like, you know, track her down, hunt her and stuff. And she's mm -hmm. like, well, we're going to go back on the promise. And, you know, Thrawn doing the classic Thrawn stuff. Like, yeah, we're going to let her possibly give her the opportunity to look for, for Ezra. But yeah, if she finds that him, was the promise. Yeah. And then if she finds him, we'll kill them both, you know? And you right. see that kind of like, there, there is definitely some moral stuff going on inside of her head of like, I don't know if I'd like, I want power. Cause especially when she's talking to Balin uh, and Balin talked about like, Oh, the power that Thrawn has is fleeting. I'm looking for, for something more. I'm looking for the, the beginning to break this cycle, which that whole conversation is awesome. And yes. uh, I, I love that we're getting more of Balin uh, and I'm blanking on the actor's name for Balin. Uh, uh, oh, it's Ray Stevenson. Ray Stevenson, thank you. Mm -hmm. Fucking crush it in that scene in this episode, dude. And the like, line, the line of him being like, "As you, uh, as you get older and look at history, it's all inevitable." Yeah, yeah. and it's like, God oh, damn, yeah, and them just really, talking about it, just happening yeah. over and over. And and he's like, like over and over do. and over again. And he's looking to break that. Like, I love that. And but you do see, in, like, in that scene, she is power hungry, and like, what mm -hmm. will that lead her down towards? And especially, it's very interesting later on where. Uh, she asked, like, oh, was Ezra trained like me? And he's like, no, he was trained uh, to, to be a Jedi. I'm training you to be something more. What right. does that mean? Especially because we don't really know what they consider themselves. The others consider, uh, consider them, like, mercenaries. 
like they're kind of dark sided, but I don't think they're the Night Sisters. The Night Sisters do not sense Jedi. They do not sense anything coming off of Balin. Balin That's and a good Shin. point. Yeah, but but, they, but then the, Thrawn does call him General yeah. Balin of yes. the Jedi Order. Yeah, which yes. is interesting because like. That means that they've crossed paths before, which is a fun thing. Very cool. Mm -hmm. like, I, don't, I don't know if it does not, mean that, Not though. physically, uh, but, okay. like, they He's know aware. each other. Because yeah. here's the other thing. When he says, when Thrawn says, like, oh, Sabine, it's good to see, like, a friendly face or a familiar face. Thrawn and Sabine have never seen each other in person. They've never been in the same place. They That's... know of each other, but I don't think they've seen each other. That doesn't That's sound funny. right. I, don't think, I mean, Thrawn, there's, there's definitely a scene of them talking about art and discussing art, I believe. Is there? Because I, uh, I did. Because I'm like, I know art. he's seen Ezra. Like he's he has stuff from the people. Like he's aware of them. But I don't think they've been in the same place. Uh, yeah, I did a quick remember. fact check. Yes, they have. They have. Okay. okay. I was like, I I got kind of like what for a moment. Oh yeah. God. But I was don't like, look at up. least they know of each so. other. Let me check. I'm, don't I'm, look I'm up Thrawn and Sabine rebels. Because oh my God. No, don't no. Don't turn safe search off. Do not turn that off. I'm looking it up to make sure because I I don't. Either way, it's it's unimportant, but but it's it's interesting that Balin and Thrawn know of each other's reputations from the past. That's yeah. all. Uh, I, I thought that so was very interesting. Thrawn clearly knows a lot about stuff, about the history and about the Jedi and all that stuff. Uh, like he name drops a lot of things. But like now that Ahsoka's coming, am I remembering this correctly? Like he had a line about um who her master is? Yes. yes. I want to know who her master is. I want to know where she comes from. Yeah. I want to know like all of these things. What is that going to lead to? Like those little uh, lines of dialogue. I'm like, oh, that, Whoa, what? that that's going to lead to him. Like if he ever encounters Ahsoka, that's going to be him shoving the knife, like trying to shove the knife into her. Cause like, I'm pretty sure he's one of the few. And maybe I'm misremembering this from the, the newer Thrawn books of, he definitely met Anakin at some point before the empire mm -hmm. became the empire. And then, um, and then eventually when it became the empire, he did know of Vader. I, I, I think he's one of the few who knew that it was Anakin. I could be misremembering that. So just like knowing that history, I think <clears throat> it's just going to be like mental fucking mind games and like using that to, and using that knowledge and his history uh, knowing Anakin and meeting Anakin and uh, yeah. possibly, I, so, I think, knowing Vader. I think that's going to be so, a very interesting uh, interaction. So Thrawn has always known, but he has not confronted Vader about it. Okay. Um, and, and Vader kind of like, Vader knows that Thrawn knows. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's one of these things where the two of them are both just like. But does Thrawn know that Vader knows that Thrawn knows? knows. That Thrawn knows. <laughs> and then who? What did he say when they were hanging out later? And yeah. I wasn't there. But it was. It's one of those things where the two of them, I think, were just like, there is no advantage to me to give up this information. There is yeah. nothing that I get out of this mm -hmm. other uh, than potentially ruining a professional relationship with this person that is advantageous. It looks like um, 
they actually talked about it much later in Thrawn Alliances okay. specifically, uh, and that they had had a conversation and Vader essentially denied everything. That he was like, I fully know that you're Anakin. Like, I know yeah. who you are. And he was like, no, well, you know. I thought he was like really like roundabout about it. I thought he never actually said like, I know. Mm-hmm. But I could, um, I could be wrong. I thought he was like very like, he danced around it, but he never really said. Yes, but that is, you know, he did bring it up. He was okay. trying to get a confirmation of it. It is uh, vague in the conversation about it but enough for vader to deny it yeah specifically i want to bring up a a a nitpick that i have a little tim about this episode i feel like with the um, this being called far far away this episode Mm -hmm. then Mm -hmm. literally having the line of yang in this being like you know he said the thing he said the thing i love it i love how they contextualize i love they thought that was great i just feel like for a universe star wars of so many different planets and so many different like space areas and things that we have seen things that we haven't seen for them to make such a big deal about this being a completely separate place it, it didn't just feel as such. it didn't it just felt like a different planet mm-hmm. and like yeah. there's something about that and you know maybe we'll get there later i just thought like for a a universe I'm, it's hard to use these words because like i mean universe more in the like like canon of it all, not so much mm. in the space of it all. Mm-hmm. But in the universe of Star Wars, like especially with where we're at now, getting the world between worlds that is such an interesting visual thing that's so different. Like that's clearly it's not space. It's a different thing than we're used yeah. to. To get to this other place and it just kind of feels like another planet. Something about that to me felt it, like it, it a little like bit like of a planet letdown. that could have been lost in the outer rim or something. Exactly. Like that, and yeah. it, for, to get the whole big setup of like, yo, we're going to a galaxy far, far away from the one that's far, far away that you know. Mm-hmm. I just I thought we were going to get something a little bit different. Yeah, but. it's tough because how do you do that when you already have a, a galaxy like the one in Star Wars where every planet can be so different and all these different creatures are so different from place to place? I think the biggest difference and the reason they wanted it to be another galaxy, I mean, other than plot reasons, is I think the idea of magic, the way the Night Sisters do it, has always felt to some people a little out of place mm-hmm. or a little strange in comparison to the other stuff. Like, it doesn't quite fit with the rest of Star Wars stuff. And so mm-hmm. by saying, hey, before they were on Dathomir, they actually came from this other galaxy where like physical rules are a little different or the the laws of reality or nature are a little different. And so this is where magic comes from. Mm. And I agree with that, but I'm going to agree with Tim. And like, they could have showed us that in a visual sense. And I think that Marvel has actually done a very good job of establishing very, very different looking worlds and different looking societies. I also think Mm. if we're traveling to an entire another universe and not in the canon sense, but in the physical space sense, another galaxy, another universe, um, what are the odds that everybody's on this same little planet? Aren't there going to be other planets? So that was one of the notes I left for myself here is I was like, okay, she's just heading out on foot with this thing trying to sniff down Ezra. There's no way. It's been years. Yeah. He's just yeah. here. Like, he's just here. He's just been hanging out nearby. Um, and I know that they are intending to, like, drop her off of, like, this was our last known whereabouts of Ezra. So they do set that up. Um, but also, like, seven years ago, how many years ago were you last in kind of tracking and contact with Ezra? You're on the same planet. And I just felt like she found him so quickly. So that mm. when she got to that town and it was implied, like, oh, Ezra's here. I left a little note for myself. I was like, he's dead. It's a, like, it's a grave site. Like, yeah. it's a grave site. He maybe helped these people when he was here. It was so fast that I was like, there's no way 
that that's Ezra. Like, there's no way she just traveled for a minute, stopped and got some water, and then it was like, oh, the first person I meet. You know Ezra, of course you do. Uh, a little, great. A little grave for the, for the hero of the scared turtles. Exactly, and that's yeah. absolutely what I was expecting when we got there, and when he came out of the building, I was distracted by how beautiful he is, but then I went, wait a minute, that was awfully easy. Yeah. Like, it was shockingly easy to find Ezra um, on this one single planet in this entire galaxy that we've I'm, traveled I'm, to. I'm willing to give now I'm willing to give the one single planet in the galaxy a little bit of a pass because he and Thrawn were were in a physical altercation and they were taken to the same place and maybe Thrawn, you know, so they kind of land but now now you have to get into but was that place also the place where these where the where the mother witches are from or did like Thrawn give Ezra a ride to where the mother witches are from <laughs> yeah. and like well how did that happen and like it's all very um I hate to say Star Wars but it's all very Star Wars very everybody Star winds Wars. up back on Tatooine this yeah. is the tattoo Peridia is the Tatooine of whatever galaxy yeah. we're in yeah I suppose it is it was just a little easy and I was surprised that um like yeah there were bandits along the way but that was kind of mm -hmm. it so I was surprised there wasn't more to finding Ezra once we got there because it felt like you've sacrificed so much to do this. And then it's just like, oh, hey, there you are. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. I'm right there with you. Um, closing this out, though, do we have any final thoughts and stuff? Because I do, I know we already touched on this. I think Thrawn's army is awesome. And him having it's that so right-hand cool. guy, yeah. looking so cool. as cool as he does, sounding as cool as he does, it, it, especially yeah. them that... chanting Thrawn, Thrawn, Thrawn. Oh, oh. And then I, I believe that's his theme from rebels but now being like played in like this weird like synthy like uh, electronic keyboard mm -hmm. that's like very intense as yeah. they're chanting his name it's witch core now yeah it's we're, witch core, we're yeah. getting into witch core witch core now dude and it's uh, yeah, yeah that's so intimidating if, it's so good at the next star wars celebration if i don't see a million night troopers and a million God. uh a million Shin and high, like Shin and Balins, I'm gonna lose my mind. Uh, a couple things that I did want to bring up before the end here. Uh, number one, uh, the night, the great mothers are listed. They do have names, and their names are the same as the three muses from Greek mythology. You know how nice. much Dave loves his Greek mythology. So they're Atropos, Clotho, and Lexus, uh, uh. but spelled in a Star Wars way. Cool. Um, <laughs> uh, Sabine Wren, uh, Sabine rides her howler, is what they call it. Mm -hmm. uh, no, which I was like, wait pig. a minute. Yeah, it's a dog wolf pig, but it's from pig. Jedi. It's from the Jedi Knight games, but it was like the big lizard things you rode mm. were called howlers. Oh. And so now it's a bear man pig wolf. Uh, cool. Dog wolf pig. <laughs> uh, I also wrote down in my notes Chekhov's dog wolf pig because they kept setting up the whole like he's going to eat one of these turtle men and I, yeah. I, I just wrote that out like hey they've set this up he's got to do it just like with Grogu with the eggs and stuff. Grogu likes uh, the so I, I feel like no. we'll get a little uh, him eating no. a little. No they wound no. up they wound up handing him the weird uh, rock meat fruit that uh yes, that true. sabine was so he'll be friends it. with them maybe we'll get a scene uh, uh, going the opposite way maybe we'll get a scene next week where there's like 10 of them riding on him and they've mm. made friends together fun uh, i like it <laughs> i'd love that i'd love that yeah those are the um those are the two the two big ones that i noticed and then of course the chimera uh but yeah good episode i like it Dude, and I just Good love, show. They, they keep ending in ways that I'm like, I can't wait for next week. And mm. I, I just love being there with Star Wars. Andor God. did it. They're Look doing at him. It here. 
Very excited. Look at the notes. He's so he's him. so uh oh god, he's just he's, he's so dapper. He's dapper. He's that's a dapper the little that's dude. He's dapper. Oh, and the little baby ones. Yeah. When they showed that one little baby yeah. one, yeah. weird little like, baby damn. one. Uh really quick, I just uh, have uh the hyperspace <sighs> ring continues to be sick when it comes out of yep. hyperspace and you get all the like yeah. electricity uh also um I intergalactic hyperspace travel has a different effect yes I, and i saw like with the especially the shot of the the purgle like traveling and it, it felt very like uh thor ragnarok a little bit with like their use of colors and shit like that mm. uh I, I thought that was really cool um which you know, is when the- you say it like that mm. it does make me i do get what you guys are saying a little bit more tim and sage where it's like could have looked weirder. Yeah, they came out of the. They I, came y'all out of the were rainbow predicting that everybody was going to be wearing hats. You know, like the, yeah, this was, was going to be a weird universe, universe yeah. where, where everybody wears hats. Uh, which is <laughs> rode on the whales, Strange which I find universes. very weird and interesting. I like that. Mm-hmm. There's that, that yeah. little tidbit. Um, the whale graveyard was very made me very sad. Oh yeah, yeah that was cool Rough. as hell. And the last thing, the last question uh, that that I really have is like, what cargo are they taking from this temple? Because yep. they're talking yep. about like. Yep. Uh, you know, there. It seems like they're the top of this tower, or whatever, is the very top of a temple, and they've been gathering all these resources that they're going to transfer back to the hyperspace ring to bring it back. What is this? It's dead bodies. Yeah. I think. I honestly, I think that it's just a ton of dead people and, to to take back as a zombie force, mm. which and is all, and also their sick. emperor come back to life juice. Yeah, totally. <laughs> I, I mean, I I think that at this point, like, there's no chance that's not what they're building towards, which is cool as hell. My last, yeah. my very last thing, and I just, <clears throat> I love this. It's a very tiny detail of Ezra finding a community and finding uh, people who are local to the planet to to help out and just to help survive. That's kind of what his entire arc was about in in Rebels, being this like very selfish young rogue uh, kid who is uh, orphaned, uh, growing up on the streets, but then slowly. His whole arc is about fighting for his home planet, fighting for Lothal, uh, and uh, kind of getting rid of the uh, Imperial occupation. And I, I love that that's just like the first thing we see him <clears throat> uh, uh, being a part of is just like a local group of weird little freaks that he's there to protect and kind yeah. of help out as a community. And it's going to make me... I, I, the one thing I, I did find a little weird, he's like, I'm ex- I'm so excited to get back. It's like, oh, but you've been like helping these dudes out. Like, uh, I know. I, like Are I was surprised like he friends? wasn't like a little bit like, uh, like, oh, I've been, you know, helping out my little guys here. But uh, just a, a little detail that I, I did really appreciate. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, that's all I got. Well, we will return next week uh, with the penultimate episode yeah. of Ahsoka. Yeah. Wow. Damn. That dun, sucks. That sucks. But anyways, uh, let us know in the comments below what you thought about this one. Sage, where can people find you? You can find me everywhere on the internet at NotSage or on Pixel Circus. Anthony and I do a show together talking about gaming and pop culture news every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Anthony, what about you? Uh, I'm also on that show. And then you can find me everywhere at A Carboni, except for on Twitch, where I'm at Anthony Carboni. Twitch, you cowards, it's mine. Give it back to me. Hell yes. But until next time, may the force be with you.